0: Hello, and welcome to Real Actors, Real Answers, the podcast where actors, actresses, scriptwriters, producers, casting directors, agencies, and more get real. Today, I would like to introduce you to Connor McBain. Think about that name for a minute. Connor McBain. It sounds like some kind of secret agent or something.
1: Agent McBain. <laughs> anyway, here he is. Hello, Connor. Hello, everybody. This is Connor McBain. I'm here with David Thompson doing great today so you're an actor I'm an actor yes I wasn't always an actor but it kind of found me kind of like the best things in life do I'd say okay so uh, I'll tell you a little bit about myself uh, I graduated from high school in 2018 and I actually uh, I made this little short film about the day in the life of a dollar bill and I was <laughs> I was uh, how a dollar bill goes from person to person you know and I was you know so graciously and blessed enough to uh with that win a full ride scholarship to this little place called the Motion Picture Institute in Troy. It's the biggest film school in the Midwest and in high school I had always really wanted to go there, but you know I come from a pretty middle class family and we couldn't really afford the uh $14,000 $14, tuition right that we uh that was required to go to MPI. So with this scholarship though, I I got a scholarship there and I it was absolutely awakening honestly. I always had a passion for film, but MPI really kind of, you know, got my nose to the grind and it taught me that film is a visual language and it's something that needs to be physical and it's it's something that needs to be visual in a way you got to tell a story. What do you mean visual language? Visual language, so I'll put it this way, because it's kind of hard to explain. Before I went to MPI, I was always very, you know, dialogue-centric, I'd say, and, like, thinking of, like, you know, I was, like, a big fan of the Tarantino dialogue, obviously. Oh, yeah. MPI made me realize that film, when it's really effective, and it really tells a story effectively, it's when there's no dialogue, and it's just telling a story through things happening, you know, perhaps... It's a character in a room, and he notices you know, in the corner of the bedroom that he catches his uh, girlfriend cheating on him with another man as he's having a conversation. It's those little visual moments that really make you go, oh, my gosh. Kind of
0: like a silent film?
1: Yeah, absolutely, which is actually the first uh, project we had at MPI was to make a silent film. And it was a challenge at first, but honestly, I am so grateful for that now because it has sort of really made me think rudimentary when I'm making a film from there on on. To really think about, about it visually instead of just, you know, what can I say with words? Instead, what can I say without words?
0: Wow. It's kind of hard to do with a mask nowadays. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Um,
1: So, MPI is a cool school. MPI is an amazing school, honestly. MPI, uh, back when I went there, they offered a production program and an acting program. Now they don't have an acting program, sadly, but they have acting workshops. So MPI, I went there, I met so many people. It was like being in a room with a bunch of different versions of me. I didn't realize there was people out there with my same interests.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be an actor, you have to be around actors. It's like dentists need to be around other dentists,
1: not like... Stuck in their house all day. Oh, my. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to do that. No, absolutely. So MPI, I met so many great people. I worked on so many films. I made some mistakes. I learned from them. But the best part is, uh, when I went to MPI, I'll tell the story. I was always behind the camera and uh, watching, being part of the crew. You know, I was a sound guy. That's what I did. I was a boom operator slash sound mixer. That's what I got hired to do on basically everybody's student films. And while I was on these films, I saw a lot of actors, obviously. met a lot of cool actors, but there was always this kind of tugging at my heart that I... I didn't really like being behind the camera. Although I loved it in the, you know, certain ways, I realized I really wanted to give a shot in front of the camera. And I thought that it would even help me on my film journey if I learned some acting, you know, maybe. And I found that learning acting has taught me more about directing than a directing class actually. So, becoming an actor, I decided to save up $5,000. I asked my grandparents for an investment that I would pay them back, and uh they they accepted. And I attended the MPI Actors Program, which honestly, David, was probably the best thing that ever happened to me.
0: It set your soul free.
1: Huh? It did, absolutely. Yeah. I met I met a bunch <clears throat> of friends that I love so much, and we're still friends to this day. I got to act in a bunch of um bunch of short films that were absolutely amazing. I mean, it's nothing that's gonna you know, it's nothing. That, I'm not walking on the red carpet or anything, but still, it's the experiences and just learning, starting off somewhere. Acting was kind of like my first hobby that I ever loved. It was kind of, it's kind of like my first love in a way. I still remember that first day going to the acting class and my teacher, Scott Norman, I'll give him a shout out. He's probably one of my favorite people on earth, honestly. I sat in the classroom and he goes, he just looks at the class, looks around and he goes, well, you know, this is the start of the uh, MPI uh, 28, 2019 acting program. And it was like it was like like Star Wars hyperdrive like, <laughs> like something inside <clears throat> me just felt like here we go what did I just open? Chewie, get us out of here! Yeah, I felt like I just opened the biggest you know <laughs> galactic can of worms. But right. it felt so it <laughs> was kind of intimidating, but it felt also so freeing in a way. Right. Cause freeing. I had, what, what freeing? I had always loved performing. Like I remember when I was a kid, like setting up little shows for my parents and everybody and all this stuff, being a little child. And uh yes, yeah, something you don't know about me. But uh when I was about probably five, going into elementary school, that's when I s- sort of, you know, kind of shut up. You know, I was in classes with other kids, and I'm I got mm-hmm. bullied here and there, and so I didn't really, I kind of like kept all my, you know, passions and desires on the inside. I didn't tell people I wanted to be an entertainer, you know, I didn't tell people I wanted to be a YouTuber or a filmmaker or an actor. How come? Um, even at that age, I, I, why? I didn't feel like they keep take me seriously. So you're afraid. Totally petrified.
0: That's okay. You know, that's very brave of you to say you were afraid. Because many people, you know, they go through life, especially nowadays. I'm not saying everybody. Not you and I, definitely. But how are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? You know, you're not all right. You're scared. You're pathetic. And you're brave all at the same time. You're not living to your fullest potential. Thank you very much. And this was like a seed for you then. You, you, when you realized, hey, I love performing. And you were green about it, but you don't want to share it with anybody, and that's yeah. okay? Yeah, it was like a
1: seed I was refusing to water.
0: <laughs> Whoa, that's deep. Deep in the soil. <laughs> right. Wow.
1: Very deep. What happens to a seed when you don't, like, water it? Oh, it festers, and it gets bigger and bigger, and then one day it just pops, honestly. You get tired of the plants you are feeding, and when you realize... did you say, I'm an actor, to everybody? When did you I... start saying that? Uh, I run I think I started saying it honestly it was it was a while into the acting program until I started I decided to you know change my bio on my social media and tell people that you know I'm an actor and I opened up to my friends and family and told them that I'm doing acting now and then I I got I actually got a paid acting gig and they're like oh really wow that's cool that's interesting I didn't I didn't good luck with that that's stupid but you know good for you <laughs> good for you it takes guts It does take guts, absolutely, and uh, there's definitely going to be family members who don't agree with it. There's definitely going to be family members who aren't okay with it. That's okay.
0: You know why? Not to interrupt you, but you inspire me. It's like those – you can even say, well, what did I learn from this person and that person? Yeah. If they don't support me, then I have to support myself. Then I have to find someone else to support me. Is it always easy? No. 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 You've got emotions involved, especially when you're an actor. Your emotions are always out there. Yes. So, but you can learn from everybody, even
1: friends and enemies, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, those people that make you feel that way, it's easy to get insecure, but you really got to pick yourself up. And I heard something that really uh, struck a chord with me. Everything that it takes to be a successful actor, you already have within you. It's just a matter of accepting you have it and believing in that you
0: have Did it. you hear that? It's awesome. Write it down.
1: It's just accepting that you. I heard it from a. Uh, oh gosh, I forgot her name. Jane Foster, the actress. Uh, you know, Sleeping with Lambs. I don't know if that's her name, but. Uh, but uh, it was. You just really gotta believe in yourself. And David told me something one time that really I was like, whoa. I need to. I need to write this down. I need to practice this. And he told me. You know, if you want to be a good actor, all you got to do is tell yourself you're a good actor. If you're telling yourself you're a bad actor, you're going to you you're gonna keep being sloppy, you're going to keep being nervous, you're going to keep messing up <laughs> when you go to do auditions, and you're not going <laughs> to give your fullest self.
0: That's very true. I mean, because you become who you think and you say you are. Whatever,
1: you, the subconscious will feed off whatever you give it. Absolutely. Hey, listen,
0: I'm anxious to ask you something. Um... You were in a film, and you, you let me watch it, a part of it. It's called The Amendment. What's that all about?
1: Yes, it's called Amendment by Amendment. Uh, by my good friend, Brandon Schreiber. So, Amendment is it's sort of like an Ocean's Eleven time travel heist movie, essentially. And it's about this ragtag team of time travelers <clears throat> who have to travel into the past in order to stop events from happening, essentially. And it's it was an absolute blast to be a part of. Honestly, I you know the student films I worked on, I love each and every one of them. Don't get me wrong, but sure. something about that one, the director Brendan Schreiber, he just he had so much vision, <clears throat> and it was a huge task to accomplish. But he started on it months ahead of time, and he really ate the elephant, you know, bite by bite, and he got everything done, and it was just. It was awesome sort of, you know, being a color in his canvas, as Willem Defoe would say, and just seeing myself as this one little moving, <laughs> moving cork in this awesome machine. William Dafoe. And the movie actually, yeah. he actually ended up winning Best Director at the MPI uh, Awards for his work on the movie. And I honestly, I don't think it's better suited for anybody else. Brendan, he did a great job. The Amendment is currently not public on YouTube, unfortunately. What? But, yeah. Because he's trying to get into film festivals. Oh, okay. And film festivals won't let you. There's a
0: pathway to
1: greatness. (laughs) Right, right.
0: And sometimes it's narrow. You just got to focus more. That's all.
1: But if you want to find him, I'm sure he'll send you a link if you send him a private message and explain your interest. There's also trailers. His name again? Brendan Schreiber. Schreiber, okay. Brendan Schreiber. I was in that movie with uh, my good friend Yong, my good friend Keanu Sousa-Mendez, my other good friend Abdallah Hazim. And uh, Yong, you actually know, he was in one of your acting classes one time. Wait a minute. Yang who? Yong... Yang Nang Vang is his name. He sounds familiar. Yeah, he... I'll have to look him up. He's a great guy. Okay. And it was just... It was a blast filming that movie, honestly. And who did you play, though? I played a character named Edwin. My character was sort of like the calm, collected guy behind the scenes. The guy who's like, you know, putting the numbers in on the safe. And then, you know, it's like, oh, we got it. We're in. It was a very, a lot of the other actors, they kind of played characters who were, you know, a little bit nervous and timid about the job they're doing. My character was the one who kind of had to keep it cool and keep it calm and collected this whole time. Wow. I considered him a bit of an intellectual. I remember the first time I uh, I ever kind of felt in the character's skin. I was at JCPenney buying the wardrobe for the character. Another tip for actors, wardrobe will make you feel like a whole different person. It depends on what you have on, but that does so much for your character and for just your overall tone and feeling. And it really helps you embody it. I remember slipping into that costume in the dressing room, and it kind of just clicked. I was like, okay, I think I know what this guy is all about. I think I know what i got to bring to the table here.
0: That makes sense. What you wear, I mean, put it this way. If you would put on a suit, all of a sudden you would walk straighter, have more poise.
1: <clears> Stick your you pull, chest out, have good posture, you're right. Right.
0: And then if you wear sweats, you go to Walmart or something, it's like you're not gonna Oh, hello, Mr. Walmart, you know. <laughs>
1: you're not gonna be doing that. So even the shoes, what about the shoes that you wear? Oh, headdress shoes, and those helped immensely too, honestly. Honestly. I felt like I was walking with status. <laughs> I felt like I was walking with poise that you know, when I was walking around people were like, Oh, look at him. I actually remember uh, going into a Target after shooting one day, and I had a suit on and everything, and I was like, "Never have I—I'm I, not a businessman, you know—I work at a Thai food restaurant, but I felt so empowered that day, honestly." And it was—it was through this character.
0: <clears throat> yeah, costumes are very important. Um, that's very—that's—that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I got a question for yes, you. go for it. Um, who is your favorite actor or actress, living
1: or dead? All right, my favorite actor or actress, living or dead, is a tough one. It's between three. I'll give you three of them, but I'll really elaborate on one. Okay. All right, Joaquin Phoenix, Johnny Depp, and my favorite actor, who (laughs) a lot of people are going to find this ridiculous, my favorite actor is Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, (coughs) son of Jerry Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yes. Why? Well, I always had this weird kind of, like, fascination with Ben Stiller because he wasn't really like other actors in the sense where he was funny, but I could never really understand why he was funny because he was incredibly awkward, and he kind of has, like, a creepy vibe to him. Like, you know, he's very (laughs) awkward, and he kind of makes people feel just disbalanced and uncomfortable. He knows that. Yeah, but he knows that, mm-hmm. and that's that's his brand. Mm-hmm. That's Ben Stiller's <laughs> brand. If you look at any Ben Stiller movie, he's really just being himself, but under different conditions, which is what acting is all about. Right. And that's why I love Ben Stiller. <clears throat> I remember uh, watching Night at the Museum when I was a kid. I was mm-hmm. just like, man, something about this guy. This guy is quirky as hell. But it didn't really strike me until I was I was 15. I saw this movie called There's Something About Mary. It's a film by the Farley Brothers. They have a long track record of comedy films. Most of them aren't that good, honestly. (laughs) But there's something about Mary. They caught lightning in a bottle with that one. And I think Ben Stiller had a huge part to do with that. Because it starts off and you see Ben Stiller as this young, nerdy kid, you know, going on this prom date with beautiful Cameron Diaz. And the date goes south. not going to say why. Too graphic for the show. Anyways. But the whole movie is about him sort of feeling empty and lost in life. And he's... Regretting this girl, and the whole movie is him chasing... He's,
0: no, no, I, no, you're just uh, waking up my brain today. Because <laughs> he's like a nerd that wants to be cool. Yes, he's absolutely. a forever nerd, because there was another movie, if I may uh, interject yeah. here. There was another movie, and I can't remember it, but he worked at Life Magazine, and he was... Uh, what was his name? He worked at Life Magazine in New York. And he got fired. He got canned. Yep. And he took the rest of his money to find this one particular photograph. And they literally, literally toured and filmed in 80 countries. Yep. What is that all about?
1: The Secret Life of Walter <clears throat> Mitty. Yeah! What did you think about that? Did you see that? Oh my goodness. I absolutely loved that movie, David. Yes. <laughs> Why? I saw that movie. Well, I, I was immediately drawn to that movie when <clears throat> I first saw it, because it was a Ben Stiller film, but it wasn't like, you know, an all-out awkward comedy. It was kind of like a, it was a very emotional film. It's actually a remake of a 30s or 50s, 40s mm-hmm. film, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That movie <clears throat> showed a new side of him honestly to me because you're right he's searching the world for this photograph he goes on this all out adventure and it really shows that kind of the mundane day-to-day you know office life is not always what we need we always sometimes sometimes we need an adventure and that's what that character in that movie found out because he yeah. was he was a man with an <clears throat> imagination so beyond him honestly he's constantly having daydreams but he's stuck in this job where he's bullied by his boss and nobody respects him And he's given an opportunity to go out into this, you know, great sea of adventure and accomplish something. And you know what else? He spent all his money. He spent all his money. Oh, he had a lot of money, if you remember. He spent all... It's kind of like, you know, the quote, where it's like, you gain the world, lose your soul. Yeah, because, you know what, he could have
0: pocketed away all that (laughs) money, you know,
1: and remained in
0: this little cubicle. But he didn't. He chose to step out, and it was hard for him.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know...
0: Rejecting, self-rejecting, and being rejected by that, uh, I forgot her name, the, the actress. That yeah. I worked with. Uh-huh. And, <clears throat> but he stepped out. Did he spend all his money? Yeah, just about. But the transformation, this is what shows his true acting ability. The transformation at the time, he's inside his, his mind. He's, he's in a cubicle. Yep. After hours. Yep. And then he grew, and he grew. And as different scenes came on screen you could tell that he was getting more confident more confident even to the point of (laughs) what was it iceland when he was doing karaoke with that yeah yeah monster man (laughs) (laughs) you know and cool songs in there too but i can see why you like him because actually you remind me
1: of him i'm flattered thank you
0: you do you have i've been coaching you for a little while but you you remind me you can play this quirky, somewhat scary person, <laughs> and then you 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 can um chameleon chameleonize sort of like Jim Carrey you, you switch back and forth you know and it's a how long do you think it takes to become an actor a good one I don't oh, own a great oh one. I
1: know this exact uh, answer honestly um you're an actor the minute you're born you're an actor the day you're born. Why? Because you're yourself. And I talked to David about this and acting, one of the great things about it is like I said, yes, you already have everything you need within you, but acting is all about not being perfect. Acting is all about being flawed, being ugly, being rough around the edges. Acting is all about giving that side of yourself. And there's a lot of professions, you know, like a car salesman where everyone puts on this mask and tries to be professional and tries to hide all their negative qualities. And that's, why acting is kind of so beautiful and humbling for me, you know, because it's just, it's something where you can be naked in a way and just be yourself out there and really give all those, it's it's a way to turn all the worst moments of your life into art that will inspire other people. You inspire me.
0: I have a question that we haven't <laughs> went over, but I'm staring right now at your vision board. Yes. You made a vision board. I did. I, I will ask you. I mean, if you want to, you're talking about vulnerability. Absolutely. If you want to share some of your dreams out there and why you made a vision board.
1: I did. So I made this vision board here. <clears throat> it was requested by my great acting teacher, David. Um, and I, you know, I'm going through this thing right now because of COVID, because of the state of the world. Also, you know, I have myself to blame more for that too. Where I just have such little motivation and everything that I want to achieve. It seems so far away, and it seems just uh, so down this dark tunnel. It was just hard to see a light, honestly. But David really made me realize that don't do that. Don't push it till tomorrow. Someday will never come. You live in the now, and the now is all you're ever going to have. So you need to take advantage of what you have. So David told me to write down these I am affirmations. And he said, where do you see yourself living? Where do you want to live? I said, L.A., what do you want to do there? Uh, Do you want to have a dog? Yes, I want to have a dog. I want to be an actor. I want to have a successful YouTube channel. I want to have a girlfriend who's an actor who inspires me, (laughs) who supports my career. And so what David did is he made me print out all these wonderful pictures and put them on a board so that each morning when I wake up, one of the first things I see is my potential, my dreams. And that energy will kind of evoke a feeling of you can you can do this you can accomplish this and you'll be able to power through your day and always get something productive done without waiting for someday to happen so i got my vision board right here i printed out a picture of brad pitt because he's an actor and he's from missouri very small town uh, his parents were not <laughs> anywhere in the entertainment industry you know he's living in this flyover state and he took all his money moved out to la worked these oddball jobs working fast food jobs so that he could take acting classes, he never stopped getting better. At no point did he say, "I got this. I'm too good for this. I don't need training." He never stopped working, which is something I totally identify with. And I also have a picture of a husky, because that's the kind of dog I want to have when I'm in LA, because I can't have a dog here at home in Michigan. I have a picture of a man playing guitar on the beach, because I love the beach and I love playing guitar. I have a picture of Torrance, California, because that is the subdivision outside of LA it's beautiful. that I want to live. It's absolutely beautiful. You got a great city. The beach in January. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I couldn't. So coming from somebody, and oh. if any actors are from Michigan or from the Midwest, they'll know that you're probably sick of the winter. <laughs> so yeah. it'd be it's nice to escape. It's depressing. And I have a picture of a, a YouTube channel with a lot of subscribers, which is something that I want to achieve one day. You know, I've been working on my YouTube channel for a long time. And it gets tough. It's kind of like pushing a boulder up a cliff. But, you know, it's all about putting the work in. I also have a picture of a film premiere because, oh my gosh, I can I'm also an actor, but I also love acting because it's kind of a, it's a step into becoming a director, you know. It's kind of like they're two sides of the same coin, actor and director. One can't live without the other. So I have this picture of a film premiere that I, I just, I hope to be able to one day make my own movie independent or with a big studio and premiere it to people because gosh that would be honestly one of the best experiences ever can't imagine something better than that got a picture of hollywood who doesn't love hollywood and yes i have a picture of a beautiful blonde california girl who i hope to marry one day you know what's
0: scary (laughs) and exciting about a vision board because we talked earlier about this but whatever you put before you you are you gravitate toward? Yes. Like, you get in the, you, you know, in the morning, you turn on the news. It's a bad idea. You turn on the news, <laughs> and, you know, they're actors, and they really are. Yes. They go from, like, actors of the a news fear. today. A dog lost his eye. <laughs> but over here, there's a cute little kitten. Oh, take a look at it. And then you switch back to something serious. Robbery. Someone got shot. I'm exaggerating a little, but if you... Watch them, their tonal inflection, listen to tonal inflection, watch their face. They are very good actors. And you walk away feeling, I'm so depressed, but I smile. Why? <laughs> you know, but if you wake up and you see a vision board like this, you will gravitate. I, you know, dreams are above your head and that's where they're supposed to be. So you can reach up to them, right? It takes work. So Brad Pitt. I'm sure he goes to the bathroom. Yes. At least I hope. Yes. Okay. He brushes his teeth. Yes. I hope. He, he gets okay? sad. He gets sad, he gets happy, he gets glad. He he likes this kind of pizza. But what I'm saying is he's a humane, yes. like you and I, and you guys that are listening. He's not oh so far above us. No. But he's someone that you can learn from. Absolutely. He's I have I'm gonna put this out there that you are gonna act with him.
1: Oh, I will thank you, Dave. Why not? I love that. <laughs> Why
0: not? Why put your own self in a box?
1: Yes, absolutely. It's very
0: hard to put yourself in a box because you got to reach up and close the lid, and your get, hands get stuck and everything else. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Amen. Amen. And then, and then your dog, okay? And then the beach. That's everything that's inside of you coming out on a vision board. You yes. Know? That beautiful uh, young lady over there, whoever she is. Guess what? There is. A little part of your brain called the Recticular Activating System, a RAS, R-A-S, okay? Okay. I'm not making this up. And whatever you focus on, all of a sudden, it appears. She appears. It appears. You know, because, for example, say, you know, I really want a blue Mustang, a midnight blue with white interior and this particular stereo, right? And then all of a sudden, for some strange reason, you start seeing blue Mustangs because, That's what you're focused on. Yes. Okay? So it's no different than focusing on (sighs) 97,939-something-something subscribers, right? You can do it because you say you can. Yes. Whether you say you can or you can't, you're absolutely right. Henry Ford. Yes, and he did something. I forgot yeah. what it was.
1: Yeah, he did something. I want to say it was like something to do with around our state. I don't know. Can't, I don't know. Can't really, like can't really remember. like that. I think
0: he has a big house somewhere, <laughs> but or he had, and his family has. But he left a
1: legacy. You know, you're absolutely right. And you told me one thing one time, David, that uh, man, I, this really made me open my eyes to some things. You know, I would tell people that I wanted to go to L.A. one day, and you know, going to L.A. that's like the town where dreams are crushed. All right, everybody knows that. L.A. is a town, but it's also the town where magic happens. True. It's also the town. You know, you got people in your life who, you know, you're going to you're gonna expose yourself and tell them, you know, I want to go to L.A. I want to become an actor. I want to work in film. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And, you know, they're going to look at you and be like, there's already enough people in L.A. Come on, don't do that. What are you doing? There's enough people out there. Do you really think they need you? Come on. And David told me something that really was like, wow. Those people, they don't have the backbone. They don't have the gumption to, you know fearlessly chase their dreams. So when they see you do it, they don't want you to do that because if you do it and if you succeed, they're going to they're going to feel bad about themselves or now that's true,
0: or they'll say how did you do that? Yeah. If you find a person, if you find a person like Brad Pitt or 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 your future girlfriend, Ie wife, okay? If you find if you find someone that encourages you, or someone that you just wonder, like the people at MPI, how do you do this? How did you do that? How did you make this film? How did Yeah. The word how is everything. Yes. How? Not oh, I can't do that. Mm. Oh, you're just someone special. Oh, I don't have any talent. You don't know that until you try. Absolutely. And it's like it's all a matter of um mental syntax. How are you? thinking about your life. I am going to move to L.A. I am in L.A., even if you're not. Yes. You know, instead of saying, oh, I'll never do that.
1: Usually it's inside the brain where you're attacked, Absolutely, but... absolutely. And, you know, being okay with becoming a famous actor and being okay with maybe not becoming a famous actor but still pursuing it and making a career out of it, that's a really powerful place to be. A lot of people, you know, they, they're like, I need to be famous. I need this or else I'm not going to be happy with my life. Ouch. That, yeah, that kind of mentality, you just gotta get rid of, because the thing was acting is, you know, you're flawed, you got everything you need within you, but you're already... Because <laughs> you're flawed, Cause I love but, it. But you're already complete. You're already complete.
0: You are. In fact, you know, not to go all Tom Cruise on you, but if you look in the mirror every day say, you complete me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if that works for
1: you, do it, you know? Um, right. Who is Jake? Tom, Tom Cruise is a good guy. Speaking of good guys, I have my uh, friend, Jake Fiddler, who is... is—he's uh, a great, I love that man. He is a great friend. I met him through MPI. He's uh, been with me through thick and thin. He's never given up on me. And he's probably the realest friend I met at MPI in my year. Jake Fiddler is a filmmaker from Clarkston, Michigan. <laughs> he attended MPI the same year I did. Good. And he makes... A lot of quirky and experimental films. And this guy, man, never have I met somebody with as much drive to chase film as this guy, you know. Because every day this dude is writing a script or he's shooting something in his backyard or he's saving up to buy equipment for his astrophotography. This guy is, man, I am so jealous in a way of his determination and it really inspires me. To live to my best.
0: You describe him as though he was a young Steven Spielberg because that's exactly what happened to Spielberg when he was that's, younger. That's what he do. That's what yeah. Jake
1: does. You know, he never gives up. He's always trying to make movies in his backyard. A lot of filmmakers would be like, No, I don't want to do that. But how are you gonna improve? How are you gonna become something if you're not, you know, fervently chasing it? So Jake, true. He makes. He's made a lot of great movies. He made a movie called It's Over and Just Beginning. It was his thesis film at MPI. And stars this guy named Daniel Brabo, who did an absolutely amazing job. And just the imagination in it, I'll give you a brief synopsis. It's about uh, the main character. His girlfriend breaks <coughs> up with him, and he finds out his girlfriend is uh, sleeping with his best friend. And that sort of puts him in this negative mental state, which allows this evil spirit, Abaddon, to come into his to come into his mind and start messing with him. And essentially, I see it as sort of a metaphor for mental illness, and that kind wow. of stuff. And so if and if this spirit Abaddon takes over, he will leave his mind and affect the rest of the world and take over. Which he may or may not do, I don't know. You can watch it on YouTube at Forest Edge Production Forest Edges Productions. And Jake and I were actually working on a new movie now that he's casted me in and it's about me, main character, uh, with the disappearance and death of my brother, trying to come to terms with that and figure out what happened. What kind of evil government conspiracy led this to happen? But Jake Fiddler, he's always looking for actors. He's always looking for people to work with. So by all means, please find a way to reach out to him. Check out his stuff, and he's an absolute great guy. And I think it'd be definitely worth your time.
0: Awesome. Um. Dramatic pause here. Yeah, we're uh, gonna have him on the podcast by next time. Connor. Um. There's a scripture that says, give and you shall receive. Now, you just gave big kudos to Jake, as well as Ben Still, Stiller and uh, and other people at MPI. So, because we're all human. <laughs> uh, what
1: about you? How does a person get a hold of you? So, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Connor McBain. Just look at my name. You can find me. But... Uh If you really want to get a hold of me, you can look up McAfro, M-C-A-F-R-O, on YouTube. It's my YouTube channel. I've been working on it for the last four years now, trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. And on there, I post comedy videos, skits, I do acting on there, I do all kinds of content honestly I really need to narrow it down <laughs> but that's what I've been working on with a passion lately and so if you want to get a glimpse inside my mind if you want to get a glimpse of how I see the world please by all means check out my channel please subscribe to it like my videos and also I wouldn't be where I am today and with my drive without David I gotta give credit to David <laughs> you guys need to keep listening to this podcast real actors real Answers.com. he has a great YouTube channel with comedy videos as well and also just great advice and inspiration whenever i'm like you know feeling down i always like watching watching one of his videos on what you got to do to be successful because this is the guy who studied under tony robbins and he knows what he's talking about and he he really has it honestly he's got so much good in him i couldn't say one bad thing about him honestly yes he's a human i'm sure he has flaws (laughs) that's why he's an actor but please please check him out and if you could please check my youtube channel out I'd really appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Connor. Connor, what was the name again of your YouTube channel? It's McAfro,
1: M-C-A-F-R-O.
0: Okay, awesome. You hear that, guys and gals and, and everyone else that's listening? Thank you so much for giving me the privilege of your time on this podcast, Connor McBain. It's been an absolute thrill. Thank you for having me, David. All right. We'll talk again very soon, and we'll have Jake on the show, too. Yay, Godspeed. All right.